to the Lord as an incense, right? That's what we see in the scripture. He's listening. He can hear us. Uh, so don't worry about, uh, you know, walking your closet, you know, shutting your closet door. And if it's too, you know, he hears us. You know, when we pray, it's a spiritual thing and you can't block that out with something physical. But just uh, this verse, the first half of here uh, might be something that we carry through with us through our whole lives. Might be something I'm waiting on this from the Lord. I'm waiting. And we know that he's given us that command to wait. Don't fast forward it. Wait on him. Don't fast forward it. I know a, a great brother who waited and waited and waited and waited and waited and waited. And, waited. and finally, boom, the Lord provided. And it was like, put it all together. And he's like, glad I waited. But that waiting was not easy. That waiting was hard. You know, there are times where he'd call and be like, tired of waiting. <laughs> and we'd pray and God would, you know, continue to carry him through. Ah, such a blessing. Such a blessing just to wait on him, to rest in him and wait on him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Now, when you when you look at that, don't fret because of them. And when they seem to be successful in the a wicked scheme that that happens, you know, and uh, we we have seen so many get away with it. You know, how did they just get away with that? Think of OJ, you know, uh, you know, just just saying. When I was in high school, that was like the biggest thing, you know. And 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 you just think of how, when you add all this, it, it has to. And then you find out, and you're like, I don't know. God's got it under control. You know, we don't have to have to fret. Uh, you know, but th this is this is uh, from a man that dealt with many people that were scheming against him and uh, trying to bring wicked things to pass. And what he's passing along, what the Lord put on his heart, he's saying to us, and what he learned was to rest in the Lord, wait patiently on him, and don't fret because of those who are prospering in their way and they're bringing these schemes to pass and. You know, those things might bring anger in our life. And verse 8 says, cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret. It only causes harm. Um, I've, I've witnessed um, one, of my, one of my relatives uh, as we were kids. And uh, he, uh, my, I have two older brothers, one two years older than me. We were, I don't know how old I was, but there was this kid at school that he didn't like. And uh, uh, he'd be okay with me telling this. And uh, he's, I think it was junior high, and I was probably in like fifth grade, and he was in seventh or sixth or whatever it was. And, and there's this kid, he thought he was going to fight. And he's like, hey, he's like, I'm going to send you over, and you say this to him. And I'm like, okay, so we were just talking, we were talking about this. We're in our room. We shared a room at the time. And he's like, and, and so he's telling me this plan we're going to do. You're going to, and you're going to go over and you're going to tell him this and I'm going to be ready. And okay. You know, we're, we're, you know, middle age, uh, middle uh, school aged and uh, we're, we're talking and, and I said, what if he punches me? What, I mean, this is a big kid and I was pretty small. And he's like, well then all, and he punches the wall with everything he's got right, right in front of a stud. Gave himself a, a boxer's fracture, broke his hand. You know that that anger of oh, and that anger just came out, and, and especially like it's going to uh, more often as kids, right? And uh, and look what happens. You know, just though when when we're uh, when we're not getting ourselves in, uh, one of the fruits of the spirit is self control, right? It's it, you know the when you think of anger and there's a righteous anger there there is there's a time for us to be angry about something that's okay this is talking about cease from anger and forsake wrath 
you know, that that anger would, would build up to wrath, right? Forsake wrath. Forsaking something means forsake it. Just push it away from your life and say, this is not going to be a part of my life. Because that wrath never never produces the righteousness of God, does it? As the word says, man's wrath doesn't produce God's righteousness. It makes us look stupid. You know, it can give God a, a bad name. I thought that guy was a Christian. Look what he's doing. You know, forsake the wrath. Just get it out of there. And it says, don't fret. Don't worry about it. It only causes harm. These three things cause harm in our lives. Anger, uh, you know, uh, an unrighteous anger, that anger that we're not controlling, the the wrath and and fretting. You know, that have you, ever, have you ever been at a point where you're worried so much that it's taking over your thoughts and you you feel like your blood pressure is going through the roof, and and uh, you know you're getting to a point where that worry has taken over, where you can't relax. You can't. I've been there. You can't relax. You can't settle down, and everything. Whoa! Wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on a second. You know, reel that all in and say, "The Lord." You turn right here to Psalm 37 and, and read it to yourself. You know, the Lord is saying, "Do not fret. It only causes harm." That 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 fear. Uh, that it, it's just a trap, you know. The fear, the fear of man is a snare. You know, it, it's going to catch us, and then we're stuck in there, right? It only causes harm. You know that 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 harm. It's 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 harming ourselves, right? How many times have you heard for people to let go of bitterness? Why? Because it's hurting you, right? Because all it does is I um I I heard I was talking to somebody, uh, and I can't remember. This was a few years ago, and they were talking about the internal effect of stress on us that that when doctors will do like an autopsy whoever's you know coroner's doing an autopsy the, the your inside is just shredded because of of stress and what it does it's so evident uh, within the the human body and i don't know like exactly what was in there but they said stress is so much worse than uh, sometimes you know a bad eating habits or or whatever that stress that internal uh, thing that uh, that happens when we're that stressed, when we're fretting about something, that it only causes harm. It's biblical to say that. We can actually say, don't fret. It's going to cause you harm. Just, hey, if you're worried about something, let's go to the Lord. Let's pray to him and let's pray for his peace that surpasses all understanding. That's going to guard our minds, right? Because we worry with our minds. You know, he's going he's gonna to give us that, that peace. Verse 9. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait on the Lord shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while, and the wicked shall be no more. And uh, indeed, you will look carefully for his place, but it shall be no more. You know, evildoers are going to be cut off. This is the, remember this in this verse, and this um, psalm, we're studying, you know, the blessings of uh, where it says uh, the, the title, like I shared at the beginning, was the heritage of the righteous and the calamity of the wicked. You know, I'd rather have the, the heritage from God than the, than the calamity that happens from, from wickedness. And, and, and this is one of the examples. You know, the evildoers are going to be cut off, but those who wait on the Lord. So there's another, uh, another encouragement there and a command. Uh, verse 7 says to wait patiently for the Lord. Verse 9 says, but those who wait on the Lord shall inherit the earth. Those who wait on God. Just wait on him and and follow follow him. You know the evildoer. You know as those two are put together, we can we can uh, come to the summary that that 
he's talking about people that are doing evil to benefit themselves, right? Because we're usually not going to do evil to, to harm ourselves sometimes, but, uh, but ultimately they're doing something evil so that they can benefit from it. And they might even be doing it against us. <clears throat> that's the, that's uh, when you put those two things together in their context. They, uh, so the, those who wait on the Lord shall inherit the earth. Then look at the opposite. For yet a little while, and the wicked shall be no more. Indeed, you will look carefully for his place, but it shall be no more. That's not talking about the wicked collectively. There's still people that are wicked. But what we what is being described here is that wickedness often ends with that person losing their life early because they're living that life. You know, it's the fruit, excuse me, the fruit, the result of their life as they're pouring their life into this. It often ends with, you know, uh, bad relationships or, or putting bad things into the body using uh, drugs or alcohol or, or those things that come with that lifestyle. Hey, we're just going to follow right down that everything. And those uh, what's that song? Only the good die young, you know, and uh, there we don't know how many days we have on this earth. You know, and and uh, they can definitely be shortened by stupid things. <laughs> you know, we we can we can definitely make things uh, you know, hard on ourselves. But uh, the encouragement uh, is to wait on the Lord. God is going to give us what we need. You know, these these things here that are being said in verse ten, we don't want any of that. We don't want that to be uh, the summary of our life. We want to be the ones that wait on the Lord and, and inherit what he has for us. Look even at verse 11. But the meek shall inherit the earth, right? That's going to sound familiar from what Jesus said in Matthew, right? And uh, shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. Now, uh, meekness is a power under control. That's meekness. That we're willing to submit our power to the lordship of Christ, and in a spirit, uh, it, have that spirit of meekness, right? And this, the scripture tells us that you know, if we were to rebuke somebody, do it in a manner of me of meekness, right? Instead of looking at them all high and mighty in in meekness, you know what? I need to take that that whatever the Lord has given me and do things in humility. Think of think of somebody um, who comes to mind for me is Bruce Lee, right? Bruce Lee's a guy that could have shredded everybody in a one-on-one -on -one fight, right? Nobody's going to stand up to what many consider, consider to be the greatest martial artist of all time. You know, that guy That guy was a kung fu supermaster or whatever. And you think, I remember reading a quote uh, from him, and uh, not necessarily a quote, but it was it was talking about what he had to say. And what he was saying was, Here's the guy that could destroy several people at a time, right? And that's that's what his his life training was, and uh, you know, could be several people coming at him, and he could take them out. What was his advice? If you see trouble going over here, walk on the other side of the street. Don't walk into it. And go, hey, I'm a you know kung fu Jedi master, and I'm going to come in and I'm going to take care of the situation. And what was his advice? Don't get involved in that. Don't go in there trying to be the hero. And, you know, you got a few guys. Yes, I mean, there are times where we need to break things up. Don't get me wrong. What he's saying is just because you have this in a spirit of meekness, right, that power under control, have control of that. Don't act like, hey, I'm, I'm Superman and I'm just going to go fight all these guys. No, you know what? If you know those guys are, 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 are the ones that you need to avoid, he was saying, just walk on the other side. Swallow your pride, meekness, right? And swallow your pride and walk on the other side. 
that's a, that's a uh, to be being able to to say, you know what, I'm going to keep myself under control. Uh, you know, God has given it's a self control thing. The meek shall inherit the earth and sh uh, and shall delight themselves. I like this. What is the delight in the abundance of peace? If there's something that we would want in our life, an abundance of anything, it's peace. The peace from the Lord. And I'm not talking the, the hippie peace, man, any, anything to do like that. It's the peace that comes from God, that peace that, that we just talked about that surpasses all understanding. If there's something I want an abundance from, uh, in it's whatever God has for us. And if we're walking with the Lord, it's peace. That's what I want. I want the peace of God. If that's that the one thing, you know, you, you think of, uh, you know, when Solomon was asked, you know, you can ask for one thing. He asked for wisdom, right? You know, it's, it's right to seek the Lord and go, if I, you know, not more days, right? The Lord said, because you didn't ask for more days, I'm going to honor that. And I'm going to give you the wisdom you're seeking with that wisdom as he was seeking the Lord, I mean, Solomon put himself through so much and he made some stupid decisions, but man, was he a wise man. And we can look at, you know, what he had to say uh, in, in Proverbs and Ecclesiastes, a song, uh, song of songs or song of Solomon, depends on, you know, what your, what your Bible has on there. You know, the Lord used him mightily. He, he made some stupid decisions and some unwise decisions. And uh, he really uh, messed up on some things. But uh, as far as imparting, uh, and sharing the wisdom that God gave him because he wanted, he didn't know what to do. He's, you know, his dad's uh, had now died and now he's taking over a nation. What do I need to rule this nation? Right. Wisdom from God. God, give me the wisdom. Right. I can tell you uh, one of the things I would, I would ask if I had one thing, it would just be that peace from the Lord, the peace, because it's the opposite of, of fretting, right? It's the opposite of anger. It's the opposite of wrath, peace. That, that peace from the Lord that surpasses all understanding. That as, as we uh, live lives in self-control, uh, you know, God will uh, delight us with the abundance of peace. Verse 12, the wicked plots against the just and gnashes his teeth at him, uh, gnashes at him with his teeth. The Lord laughs at him, he, for he sees that his day is coming. The wicked have drawn the sword and they have bent the bow to cast down the poor and the needy, to slay those who are uh, of upright conduct. Their sword shall enter their own heart, and their bows shall be broken. Those that have wicked plans against those who were, are, he's specifically speaking of those who are seeking the Lord, where it says, uh, and then he also says in verse 14, that they, they are looking to, uh, with their weapons, cast down the poor and the needy. You know, those that they, they would see as easy targets. Um, and uh, the Lord is the one that protects them. And as it turns out, their own sword shall, uh, their sword shall uh, enter their own heart and their bows shall be broken. It's another way that, as David has said, that they set a snare and that they're going to be the ones caught in those. But these people are, you know, it, it, it would be as though they're drawing the sword to attack, and as they're drawing an arrow, uh, that that those things are going to actually turn on them. Verse sixteen: A little that the that a righteous ha man has is better than the uh, riches of the wicked. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholds the righteous. 
You know, the, if you look at that verse, you're going to realize a little equals a lot uh, to those that are, are are seeking the Lord. A little, and that can that can be looked at in many different ways and applied spiritually, applied physically. Uh, the little that a righteous man has is better than the riches of many wicked. You know, if we know from, uh, you know, an honest day's work that we put in this much and God has honored us and, and, and rewarded us with, uh, you know, X amount of money or whatever, at least we know. I was having a talk with Alan. Um, this has come up in a few different conversations. He's like, man, if I did all the things that I've heard of that happened in, in, in the building industry and all the little ins and outs the, the, that are, are wrong, he goes, I'd have, I'd have money everywhere. He's saying, but I know that I have to answer to the Lord. And and I, he's just said he's taken the, the path uh, of righteousness that the Lord tells us to. And he's saying, I'm not, that's not going to be a part of my life and a part of my business. And as he does that, he's he's his business is being blessed. Because people ask him, so so what are you doing? All these other um, uh, builders and everything have gone at it. What's the difference with you? He's like, I just honor the Lord with my business, and God's honoring me. You know, that's a, it's a, it's a, it's a great thing uh, to be able to share of, you know, what, why do you have peace in this time? Well, I'm just walking with the Lord and he's, he's ministering, sustaining, you know, that, that, that thing that the Lord has to offer for us is so much better, so much better. I love in verse 13, it says the Lord laughs at him for he sees his day coming. Oh, you got a big plan, do you? <laughs> you got a big plan. All right. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Verse 16. Oh, uh, where are you in uh, this verse 16? A little that the righteous man has is better than the riches of many wicked. Many wicked. Right? They could all be billionaires. They could all be millionaires or whatever. And I've shared this before. If somebody uh, doesn't mean that, that nobody uh, can be blessed with that much money as a Christian. You know, God may say, that's a person that I can I, I can trust with that, and they're going to use that to honor me. And uh, for those, amen. That's great. It's, it's good to see. But what what he's talking about here is that, that, that mindset that godliness with contentment is great gain, right? Whatever God has provided for me, I have, I, my heart isn't heavy. I don't have to look over my shoulder. Am I going to get caught because I cheated this and I've cheated that, and this is all going to catch up? You guys have, have heard of all the little schemes, right? Some of them right in our hometowns. Remember, I've, I've shared this, that uh, the banker uh, right in Bucksport that Jen and I actually talked to about a potential loan years back. I think it was a mortgage. We went in and we find out, oh, she's been trimming. Uh, what she'd do is she did some weird, yeah, you, you're familiar with it, right, Becky? I think we, we talked about it. And uh, there's uh, they just ended up pocketing, I don't know, $100,000 or something crazy like that. Ended up going to jail. You know those things fold. They they end up they end up catching up, and what ends up happening? Their life, their career gets destroyed. No, I'd rather have whatever God has for me uh, than to get into the practice of the wicked one. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholds the righteous. You know the the wicked has to deal with what's going to come to them. Uh, you know the 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 broken. So uh, a quick story. Um, we had a, a – I, I never met the guy, but a, a guy I used to be uh, friends with, used to work with, explained that there was a guy in the military that uh, was also a professional martial artist. And uh, 
the, the bones that are broken. I'm sharing this. And so uh, there's he's I, I think he was married to this woman and the ex-husband. I don't know what got into him, whether he had some substances in him or whatever comes over and he's running the mouth and he wouldn't leave. He's saying this is this is our home and you're not leaving our home. You need to get out of here. And he wouldn't. So he ended up breaking his arm. <laughs> you know, he uses Brazilian jiu-jitsu and the guy wouldn't the guy wouldn't do what he's it's that. Hey, man, you're in the wrong place. You're doing the wrong thing at the wrong time. And he literally, where it says, uh, you know, the arms of the wicked will be broken. This guy, that has much more implication, as was saying. But this guy's arm actually was broken. Funny thing is, is that his mom, this is a grown man. His mom called and yelling, why did you break his arm? Because he's an idiot and he wouldn't leave, you know. So I don't know. Verse 18, uh, the Lord knows, <laughs> the Lord knows the days of the upright and uh, their inheritance shall be forever. <clears throat> they shall not be ashamed in the evil time. And in the days of famine, they shall be satisfied. That's, that's quite a thing when we, and then you move right into 20. So the Lord knows the days of the upright. So when we're considering how short the days of the wicked are, and then we look at the, the opposite, you know, the Lord knows the days of the upright. And their inheritance shall be forever. That inheritance that comes from God that, that can't be uh, taken away from us. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time and in the days of famine. They shall be satisfied. You know, think of, of uh, and I, I know I brought this up even recently, but with days of famine, you know, think of Elijah. The, the famine that was happening in the land and how did God feed him? He's got ravens, right? He's got birds dropping Big Macs off to him, right? He's got food dropping out of the sky. It wasn't really a Big Mac, but, you know, he, he's got his, his bread being supplied. God's giving him water where he's at. The Lord is ministering to him. He'll do the same in our lives. The opposite, but the wicked shall perish and the enemies of the Lord, like the splendor of the meadows, shall vanish. Into smoke they shall vanish away. That's commentary in and of itself right there. The splendor of meadows shall vanish. You know, it, should, it reminds me of James, uh, I think it's James 4, I, I wrote it down here, uh, where he's talking about, you know, the splendor, uh, that, that it's it's just like a, a flower. You know, it's here today, it's gone tomorrow, right? That Casting Crown song, you know, where they, I know that they, you know, when they wrote that, they were thinking of that, the, the, the temporal uh, and how quickly those things can vanish away. Verse 21, the wicked borrows and does not repay, but the righteous shows mercy and gives. For those blessed by him shall inherit the earth, but those cursed by him shall be cut off. The wicked borrows and does not pay. Opposite of that would be the righteous shows mercy and gives, right? So the one that has, has the borrowing and, and, and not planning on paying is stealing. Is really what it is. Borrowing, hey, you know, can can I borrow two hundred bucks? Can I borrow whatever it is, knowing, you know, you got your fingers crossed in the back. Hey, I'll I'll pay you that tomorrow. No, I'm not. You know, that's a wicked thing to do. It shouldn't happen. We need to be uh, righteous, and we need to be upfront. The wicked borrows and does not repay, but the righteous shows mercy and gives. The righteous now, so. Should we be people that 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 give to get taken advantage of? Uh, no, we're we're supposed to protect. You know, don't cast your what's precious, the pearls before swine, because the the, the swine's going to trample them and then come and, and attack you. Right? We're supposed to be 
uh, wise as serpents and harmless as doves, but we should be people uh, that are, are of mercy and to give, you know. And when the scripture tells us lend without expecting to be, to be you know, receiving back, there are going to be times where we're just going to step out and be like, I'm not getting this back, but I'm just going to I'm just going to give it uh, to, to bless this person and share something with them and share God's grace with them and say, hey, uh, you know, I don't have a ton of money, but I'm going to give this to you. But I need to tell you something about God. All right. This is good. We're going to have a discussion here. Here's your 50 bucks, whatever, the $200, whatever it is. Right. And here it is. But I want to share with you just a, just a word about the Lord. Does that sound good? Yeah. Um, we've had people come to our congregation here. Tom's nodding his head, right? That have come here asking for something in the middle of a service. This happened recently, and a lot of you might not even have even been aware. If it was a Sunday night, we had a man come, and uh, uh, right after we got done singing songs, he comes up to me and he walks in, and I greeted him. Didn't know who he was. I'm just saying hi. You know, figured, oh, he waited till songs were over. He's going to come up and and uh, and he comes up. He's like, hey, I'm, you know, I just in need of this and that. And I'm like, well, literally in the middle of the service, we just we're doing the greeting. It was the greeting time, and I'm like, you're free to hang out here and we can talk afterward. You know, and and as I'm after church, I'm realizing this guy uh, is somebody we it could be a potential threat. So I'm staying with him. You know, Tom and I gave him a ride out of town, far enough away from here. Here, we're going to buy you a meal and we're going to give you a, a gift card and uh, have a great, a great day. But, uh, you know, we're not going to, you know, you wanted a hotel room. Yeah. So does everybody else. Right. You know, and in those things, you know, there, there's, there's a time for, uh, for giving and there's a time for, for not, uh, this was a time of giving so that we could get a specific person who I, I knew without a doubt was a threat. And I'm not going to just hit an alarm so everybody gets freaked out. Just stay with them and then, uh, you know, go with them. And uh, Tom and I, like I said, we gave him a ride into town and bought him a Big Mac or whatever and sent him on his way. And, and that was it. You know, there that was a time that, that we could we could give and, and uh, you know, show him some grace, show him some mercy. But he got to hear the word. He had to sit in here. He was sleeping in the back the whole time as I'm preaching. But he was, while he was awake and everything, I don't know what he was on. But while when he was awake, he kind of looked at me and he's like, and he he, he kind of like was, give, was trying to give me a compliment. He's like, ah, I don't listen to many people, but you know, consider basically consider yourself blessed. I actually kind of listened a little bit, dude. You slept the whole time, you know. But that's all right, you know. That's okay. It, you know, the cost was, okay, it cost me 20 bucks to, you know, buy him a meal and get him 10 bucks, you know, or whatever. And I'm not trying to rip or make myself look good or anything. It was an opportunity that I had for him. You know, he's captive audience. Come on in, sit down. We're having church. After church, we can talk about whatever need you have. And uh, that, of course, the conversation went that way. And okay, we got to get this guy. Let's go, let's go for a ride, and we got him you know, down the road, and I pray the Lord is ministering to him and, 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 and helping him. Verse 23, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. <clears throat> Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his right hand. You know, that those are comforting verses. You know, if there's a summary of verses 23 and 24 is God is in control. Just, just look at those. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he, capital H, delights in 
that person's way. Isn't that cool? Because we've been talking about us delighting in the Lord and, and, and that we end up being blessed. But what this is saying here is that the Lord delights in our ways as we're following him and as we're walking with him. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. God delights to, to, to bless us as we're seeking him. You know, God's in control. There may be times where we're falling and uh, we're, you know, we're not going to be utterly cast down where it's going to cost us our lives. Uh, you know, the Lord is upholding us with his hand. Verse 25, I have been young and now am old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants begging bread. He is ever merciful and lends and his descendants are blessed. Now uh, that's, uh, <laughs> I like that. I've been young and I'm now old, right? We've, I, I may have even shared this with you, this this specific psalm with us. I, I don't remember. Will asked me to speak uh, one evening, and I was like, yes. And it was like that day. <laughs> it was like, ah. And I should have been prepared. I, uh, I, I've always... Um, you know, for years, I'd be like, I'm going to I'm going to have verses. I'm going to have uh, yeah, sorry, no, I'm going to have chapters where things ready and everything. And then life happened. And and sometimes I was prepared, more prepared than others, I'll say. Um, or sometimes it's just what did I read today? That's what I'm teaching on. So uh, it must have been Psalm 37 and uh, uh, just going through this. And, and I, I remember discussing this and, you know, I have been young and now am old. That's the way we go. Right. When we're young, we're spry, and you know we got all these things going. But he's talking about experience in life. I've been young, and what do we do when we're young? We make stupid decisions. We're, we do foolish things as we're learning, as we're maturing, and those things. He says, "Now I am old." But what he says is, in his days, uh, he says, I, "Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken." From the time when he was young till now, being an old man, he's never seen the righteous forsa forsaken by God. Never. That's quite a statement, nor his descendants begging bread. He is ever merciful and lends, and his descendants are blessed. That's the fruit of that person's life, the, the, the one or ones that he's talking about, those that he's observed. Uh, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants begging bread. You know, that the Lord is going to provide for us. He takes care of us. He's uh, that that an attribute of our life is that we are merciful and that we lend. And, uh, and what is that going to do? It's going to that our children and our, our family members are uh, the people that we know and love around us are going to be blessed by that. And that's going as we impart that into their life, they're going to take that out of, hey, I remember that person and they did this. They showed mercy. I remember um, we were um, we were waiting in line uh, to get ice cream, and Maddie was really young. Maddie was probably well. Maddie was what five, and so that would mean Ashley was probably two. And and uh, we're standing there waiting for line uh, for for ice cream in, in Bucksport. And uh, as we're standing there, kind of, what are you going to get? We're trying to figure that out. Jen goes, "Whoa!" And she like she's jumped by something, and and Maddie starts crying. I'm trying to figure out. This kid behind us with a super soaker sprays them. And the rage. And the only thing I could think of, I'll be honest, I looked at him and said, you're dead. <laughs> That's the only thing I could think of. And I ran to my truck, and I, by God's grace, I didn't find them. Okay? Because that was the wrath, right? That's the wrath. That, I'm telling you right now, that would have been a righteous anger. But I'm and I'm watching them, and I'm, I know the streets of Bucksport. I was born in, literally born on Franklin Street in Bucksport. 
and uh, they turn, they go up road, and I'm like, oh, I know where they're going. I'm going up this way. I never ended up finding them because they probably went all over the place and everything. But it's the only thing I could think of was, you're dead. I wasn't thinking, hey, I'm going to go get this guy, and I'm going to preach the gospel to him. I wanted to beat that guy. He just ass literally assaulted my wife and kid, and I'm ready to go after him. And uh, sometime, about a few days later, uh, the cops call, hey, we got him. And, uh, and I'm going, oh, you do? And I had some time to cool down. And uh, this is the Lord. This this whole this is God's glory. You saw me. You saw my response to it. I want to. I just that was. I, you're dead. Uh, that that was that was me. If you want to look at you know how did John respond to it? There. How does the spirit minister? The spirit ministers of asking the police officer, "Can I come down and talk with him?" And they're like, "Dad, probably not." Well, can you put him on the phone? And I got to have a conversation with this kid, and God was just pouring grace and mercy into my heart. Because I just I wanted to give this kid a handful. And I'm like, I remember being young. And I'm talking to him. And I find out his girlfriend, I think it was, was pregnant. And so I put him in this situation. Okay, if you're standing there and the mother of your child is there and someone squirts your daughter as they're waiting, what are you going to do? And I get to have this conversation. And I asked him, do you have a Bible? Yeah, I got a Bible and everything. I said, you start, start reading it. You need to go to Calvary Chapel in Orrington. And he knew some of this stuff as we're having, they let me talk to him for a while and the cop gets back on the phone and, and uh, I'm just like, look, man, I've done stupid things and you know, God's changed my life. And I just want to, and the cop's like, no kidding. You know? And I'm like, that's guys, that's all God's glory because I just explained to you my side, right? My side was murder, you know, and God's side was grace and, and, and mercy. I forgot where I was. <clears throat> Where did that come in? Verse 27. Depart from evil and, and, and do good. Okay, we'll look at it that way. And dwell forevermore. For the Lord loves justice and does not forsake his saints. They are preserved forever, but the descendants of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell in it forever. That departure from evil and doing good and then we experience the blessing of the Lord. Uh, you guys know there were the, the blessings uh, that came from uh, that the Lord spoke of, even in the, um, uh, the Old Testament was given the law. And what did he talk about uh, with uh, the one that honors their father and their mother, that your days, uh, I, I can't remember the exact wording, but you're going to have the length of days uh, is, is, is what's said there. It's, it's a command that actually comes with a promise. That, you know, you honor your father and your mother, then you're going to experience these things. Because when we're not doing those things, that's wickedness, that's evil, it's wrong. And uh, depart from evil and do good and, and dwell forevermore. You're going to experience more of a blessing in your life. <clears throat> For the Lord loves justice and does not forsake his saints. You know, uh, the, the, uh, they are preserved forever and the descendants of the wicked shall be cut off. There's the difference, right? The descendants of the wicked are probably learning wickedness from, uh, you know, that that's getting handed down generation to generation. How many people that you hear of, like, I didn't have a, a father in the house because my father was in prison. And then what do, what do they do? They end up growing up the same way their father did. And they commit the same crimes. And then it's just this vicious cycle, right? We need parents in the home to stop and to break that. And we need uh, to be seeking the Lord. As we're seeking him, we are, are blessed from the Lord. It says the righteous shall inherit the land and dwell in it forever. There's a blessing that comes from obeying the Lord. Verse 30. The mouth of the righteous speaks wisdom and his tongue talks of justice. 
the law of the Lord is in his heart. Uh, the law of his God is in his heart, and none of his steps shall slide. Now that's a uh, that's an interesting thing uh, that we see the fruit of what's happening inside. You know, uh, you know how do we speak? You know how do we? Um, you know how do we know these things? And it's it's based on how we speak. You know, the mouth of the righteous speaks wisdom, and his tongue talks of justice. You know, it's it's that. You know, when someone is uh, examining our life, you know, what are the words we say? What are the things? And that's within the church and outside the church. How do we conduct ourselves? What it, what are we saying? You know, consider you know what Jesus said. You know, it's not what goes into a man that defiles a man. It's what comes out of a man, right? And if <clears throat> the, uh, uh, the, the wisdom and uh, the things where it says in the tongue talks of justice, the wisdom and justice, the things that are right, if those things are coming out, uh, those are coming out because uh, of the, the law of the Lord on our hearts, Right. Uh, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth, uh, abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The scripture says, "Right, whatever's going on in our heart, if God's law is ruling and reigning in our life, then what we say is going to reflect that." You notice uh, at times when maybe we've backslidden in life, or early in our Christian days, or or we've witnessing a brother or sister, and you're like, they're, "What they're saying isn't what they were saying before." I'm seeing a change there, right? It's what comes out of us that's the evidence, right? It's not it's not what we eat or take in. Jesus was saying that's what comes out. That reveals what's really going on. Verse 32, the wicked watches the righteous and seeks to slay him. The Lord will not leave him in his hand nor condemn him when he is judged. You know, the wicked may have their eyes set to do something, may see uh, somebody as an easy prey, uh, but as it says, the Lord will not leave him, but the righteous. The Lord's not going to leave us. We can just trust in God, and he's going to take care of you know, whatever situation that we're facing. The Lord will not leave him in his hand, uh, nor condemn him when he is judged. And trust that the outcome is going to be okay as we're honoring the Lord in our life. Verse 34, wait on the Lord and keep his way, and he shall exalt you uh, to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, you shall see it. Wait on the Lord. That's an easy thing to do, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Waiting on the Lord. How many times has this psalm said, wait on the Lord? That's because we need to be reminded of waiting on the Lord. <clears throat> wait on the Lord and keep his way. Those are some easy things. Wait on God. Follow his way, and things are going to make sense. Things are going to be better in our lives. It's when we stray away from that, when we try to speed things up, we try to do things. And and I mean, how many times have we in our Old Testament study, right? And we're watching Abraham messed up and did this, Isaac and Jacob, and we're seeing all these things that are happening because they weren't waiting on the Lord to fulfill his promise, right? And the chaos that ensued in their families, in their own lives. Those are the two different things that you're going to see. The, you know, Waiting on the Lord is obviously the better way. Verse 35, I have seen the wicked in great power and spreading himself like a, a native tree. Yet he passed away and behold, he was no more. I, indeed, I sought him, but he could not be found. The end of the wicked. Verses, right? This is the discussion. The righteous are going to be blessed. The uh, the the uh, 
whatever you're going to call it here, the, uh, I forgot what it says, the calamity of the wicked. The calamity of the wicked. The heritage of the, of the righteous, the calamity of the wicked. Those, those two things. You know, they can be, what's amazing here is you look at verse 35, I've seen the wicked in great power and spreading himself like a native green tree, right? I need more power. I need this to go out. And what was his result? As he's trying to spread and trying to gain more control, it ends up where he's passing away and he is no more. You know, just like the, the grass in the meadow that was, that was said before. 37 uh, is a great encouragement for us. Mark the blameless man and observe the upright, for the future of that man is peace. Mark them. You know, if there's going to be someone that you're going to observe and emulate in our lives, remember Paul uh, encouraging uh, his readers to, hey, you know, basically what he's saying is follow me as I follow Christ. You know, use me as an example. You, you, you want to learn, you want to grow, look at my life. Look how God is blessing my life. Paul's life wasn't easy. You know, Paul, they, I, I've heard uh, specifically, I can hear Ken right now saying he was a little ball of scar tissue. Man, did he take his licks for following the Lord, but he was blessed. And he had the peace that's being described here. The future of that man is peace. He had the peace of God in his life. Observe the upright. Mark, those are the ones, you know, look at our culture now. What are the ones that are being raised and praised and everything? It's those that are not following the Lord because of the glitz and the glamour and the money and all those things. No, especially for the young. You know, you got somebody who's young, seems obsessed with that, bring them to this verse. Say, if you want to watch somebody, you want to want to be, uh, you know, these people don't care about you. Those, those people that are, you know, millionaires, billionaires, they're wearing all the, bling and all this stuff and the, the carpet, they don't care about you at all. Who's going to care about you? Who should you emulate? That person that's seeking the Lord. That should be a role model in your life. Somebody that you, you see, you know what, that person, uh, they, they're not perfect. I, I know they've, they've shared you know things with me that, that God saved them from, but I noticed that they're following the Lord now. And I noticed that, that their delight is in the law of the Lord. And, and that they're meditating in God's word, that they're, they're in church and how God is blessing them, how God is using them. It's okay. That's a right thing to do is to look and go, you know what? I can learn from that person. I'm going to surround myself with a, a person like that. I'm going to have that person in my life. The opposite of that, verse 38 says, bless, uh, but, not blessed, but the transgressors shall be destroyed together. The future of the wicked uh, shall be cut off. There's the opposite of that. The future of that person of 37 is peace. The future of the wicked person is to be cut off. Verse 39, but the salvation, but the salvation of the righteous is from the Lord, for he is, uh, he is their strength in the time of trouble. And the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in him. There's the peace, you know, that, that, that you know, the salvation comes from the Lord you know, to preserve our lives for salvation of our souls. Yeah, he is their strength, that God is our strength in the time of trouble. You know, when we're facing uh, things that are bothering us, uh, there's any type of uh, thing that we're really going through, the Lord is the one that we seek. You know, he's going to help us and he's going to deliver them. It's right in verse 40, the promises of the scripture. You want to build your life on the promises of the scripture versus how that stuff has been abused. And they say, no, blame it, uh, uh, blab it and grab it, you know, uh, name it and claim it. 
You know, oh, Lord, it says uh, I can say this, and I'm going to proclaim this in my life, and it's going to happen. No, you know what? I'm going to pro proclaim that the Lord shall help me and deliver me. I can stand on that promise. God's not my genie. I'm not going to, you know, rub, rub the lamp. Hey, hey, now I got three wishes, right? Now I'm going I'm to trick him. I'm going to ask for more wishes with my last wish. That's not how God works. He just wants to bless us. He wants to be the one that delivers us, that saves us, that blesses us, that keeps us that he, he rewards us for trusting in him. Oh, God's so faithful. He's so good. He's so much better than what the world has to offer us. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. God, you are so gracious, so loving. Oh, Lord, we want the heritage that you offer to us. We don't want the calamity of the wicked. We want to stand. We want to wait. <sighs> because we know waiting isn't fun, but we know that the blessings come from you as we do. Help us, Lord. Give us patience. Give us strength. We want to walk and, and be solely focused on you. We want to be people that, that uh, new Christians might look at and go, wow, you know, that I, I see what God is doing and the peace of God in that person's life. And, and the only thing that we can ever point to is your faithfulness and your word and say that there's, we're nothing special, but God is blessing us as we're honoring you with our lives. Help us to be an encouragement to our brothers and sisters and be salt and light in this world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.